This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Tonight is the French-English debate. Uh, tomorrow night we have the English debate. You can hear it here live on the Chorus uh, Network starting at 7 o'clock. Debates can be a key part of the campaign. They're certainly billed as that prior to uh, them happening, but they don't always live up to the hype. There's no doubt they can be a turning point. Sometimes they are. If a candidate can, you know, land that really elusive but much sought-after knockout punch, and given the tightness of this race and the heat that's being generated around it, we could see a real fight play out this week in prime time in front of Canada. So let's get some details on what we can expect. Randy Boswell is a Carleton University journalism professor and a former Post Media News national reporter. Randy, thank you for joining us this morning. Appreciate your time. Uh, Happy to be here, sir. Um, This debate this week, it seems like the lead up to it, um, the conditions are right for perhaps some fireworks coming out in the next couple of nights, don't you think? I think that's fair to say. There's a lot at stake right now. Um, I think most of the pressure is actually on Justin Trudeau because, of course, he called this election, and um, uh, there's uh, still a pretty significant portion of the population that can't understand why he called the election. And uh, the polls make it pretty clear that, um, uh, you know, the, the support has been slipping uh, for his party, uh, even as it, uh, in, you know, incrementally is growing uh, for the Conservatives. So he's got a lot at stake here, um, a lot riding on these debates. And if there's pressure on anybody to land that knockout punch that we're talking about, it's on Trudeau. Right. And that's that's where the, the focus will be for sure. But Aaron O'Toole, uh, you know, he's sort of done really, really well in the first half of this campaign. And anybody who's in front knows that the people behind him are going to be taking shots at him, too. So he has to be ready for this. He does have to be ready for it. And, of course, he had a pretty serious stumble this week, um, or at least in the last few days, with the the, uh, assault-style rifles policy um, uh, of the uh, the Conservatives. So, um, you know, he's... He's become more vulnerable, I would say, within uh, the last few days because of that stumble. Um, they took a policy plank from their um, uh, from their conservative platform and reversed it, and that has opened up an opportunity for the others to question what else is not, um, uh, you know, can't be trusted about uh, O'Toole. Um, let's talk a bit about what goes into this. We know we won't see much of the candidates over the next couple of days on the campaign trail mm-hmm. because they'll be in the infamous debate prep, right? They'll be <laughs> doing their debate prep. What goes into that? I mean, it's pretty intense, isn't it? It is, and they basically go through scenarios where they get grilled, um, you know, in their weakest, um, you know, most vulnerable places to try and make sure that they have, um, you know, uh, defensible arguments um, that they can deflect those attacks. Um, uh, it, I mean, they don't, none of these leaders at this point need any help in rehearsing the somewhat tired lines <laughs> that yeah. they have been giving on the campaign trail. That they've got down pat because they're doing it every day in front of cameras and, uh, in, you know, in front of uh, crowds um, uh, to the extent that they can be in the pandemic. But the main thing that they are working on is to try and make sure that A, they don't get 
um, surprised by, you know, a left hook from uh, one of their rivals, and also that they can identify a moment where they can pounce yeah. on a rival, um, waiting for, you know, the whatever it might be, a weasel word or some opening that is created by a rival where they can then say, ha-ha, boom, and then, uh, you know, expose the hypocrisy or, um, uh, you know, uh, take a moment where um, a rival has sort of, uh, you know, given a shaky answer to something and uh, and try to push them further down that rabbit hole. And when we talk about the prep, I mean, it, no detail is left unexplored. I mean, they go right down to what tie you're going to wear, how you walk out, where you stand, how you stand. I mean, it, every detail is choreographed. Yeah, and I think that that is maybe overblown a little bit because um, uh, ultimately, um, of course, people get impressions. Um, are you comfortable in front of the camera? Um, you know, do, do you look like a serious person, uh, you know, in terms of the clothes you're wearing and so forth? Um, you know, you, you may remember Stockwell Day, um, you know, holding up a prop in one of his debates. Um, and, and that did not play well because everyone knew he was breaking the rule and he looked kind of amateurish. Um, and so I think that um, the main thing, though, ultimately will be, and this is the only big takeaway that voters will have, is whether or not one of them is made to look um, off balance. If right. they are thrown by a, uh, an attack and they don't have a good response. That's the thing that people take away. Those are the things that are going to be run over and over again on the highlights uh, through social media. It's when somebody scores a direct hit, and that's the thing that will, you know, have uh, a big impact. And it doesn't always happen, by the way. Sure. Um, you know, uh, it, 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 it's happened a few times, memorably in Canadian politi- recent Canadian political history, um, but it, it, isn't, it isn't bound to happen. And you make a good point especially with the French debate tonight, for a lot of us in English Canada, mm-hmm. we won't be watching the debate. We won't get the full picture of what the debate is. A lot of it will be based upon social media reaction, upon punditry and analysis. So what we actually take away from this debate will actually be filtered through other people, right? Yeah, and I think that's actually, you know, a good a good process. Um, because, you know, analysts, have to, you know, observe what has actually happened. And they have to, um, you know, have, they have to make credible arguments about who won the debate or who lost the debate. Yep. Um, they have to make, um, you know, persuasive points about what the turning point of the debate might have been, um, who, who fared well, who had difficulty. Um, and, of course, that gets um, shaped and reshaped by public opinion, especially these days because of the influence of social media. Um, and I, I think ultimately what emerges from all of that is probably a fairly reasonable impression about, um, you know, how the debate might affect the overall race. Um, uh, and I think that that process is probably um, a, a good one. And that's, that's part of how democracy works. People, you know, mull it over and think about how other people have reacted to it and then come to a conclusion. Ultimately, though, basing your conclusions on a debate is not possibly, maybe not the best way to go about this. I mean, if you think about it, it's theater, and in a largely manufactured theater, and it, it's sort of a snapshot, 
And as you say, you can have a candidate who uh, gets put on the back foot and has a hard time handling uh, an attack from an opponent or something like that. And that can become the takeaway of how they handled their entire campaign when maybe looking at the campaign in its whole and the platform and things like that is a better way to make up an opinion. Yeah, um, I think I said, as I said in a column recently, um, you know, a a serious political observer would say, don't pay too much attention to the knockout punch or what appears to be the most dramatic moment in the debate because you know this is a this is a race for someone to become the prime minister and the head of a you know a serious government of a of a, of a major nation um why would we want to make our judgment based on you know 10 second tv clip of somebody being caught off guard um it's true um you know that isn't necessarily a great way to choose your prime minister um but you know what? We're human, and we observe these people in, uh, you know, under the under the heat and pressure of the spotlight of a TV debate, and we expect them to be able to handle it. And so, um, if someone falters, uh, I don't think anybody is going to forget, you know, Brian Mulroney pointing his finger at John Turner and said, "You had an option, sir." Or people are not going to forget. Um, uh, Jack Layton, you know, cornering Michael Ignatieff on his bad attendance record right. in the House of Commons. I mean, those were direct hits. And the big problem in those instances was that the person being attacked did not have a good response. And so they had an impact on the overall race. So, um, no, we shouldn't necessarily be overly influenced by these moments, but guess what? We're going to be influenced by them. We are, because like I say, it's drama. It's drama in prime time. Canadians will be watching, and if somebody can get in that one scoring blow, it can really change the tide. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of issues in play right now. I mean, that's the thing. Um, You know, uh, uh, vaccination remains an issue that Justin Trudeau is desperate to create a wedge out of. Um, uh, obviously, uh, the assault uh, weapons issue um, uh, is going to be uh, front of mind for O'Toole's rivals. Um, and, and there are a lot of very close races happening across the country. And, and there are, um, you know, dynamics of this moment in the campaign. Progressive voters, uh, largely lumped together, represent about two-thirds of the voters. That's people who might vote liberal uh, NDP or Green, um, and they're trying to weigh whether or not they're concerned that the Conservatives are about to form a government, and that means traditionally NDP voters might actually switch to the yep. Liberals because they think that the Liberals have the best shot stopping the Conservatives. And um, at the same time, Aaron O'Toole also has to be thinking about whether or not his policies, many of which seem to have shifted toward the center in this in this campaign are creating risk for him at the other end of the political spectrum where, um, you know, the people's party of Canada may be, um, uh, growing and there is some evidence that that's happening. So there's a lot of, um, a lot of moving parts here and the leaders have to demonstrate that they are aware of all of those pitfalls and opportunities. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting one. Randy, thank mm-hmm. you so much for the insight. I really appreciate your time. I enjoyed it. Thank you very much. That is Randy Boswell, who is a Carleton University journalism professor professor and a former Post Media News national reporter.